East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the next episode of East Durham College's Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I am the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Hayley from our Apprenticeships team. She's here to give you great insights into our portfolio of training and of course how to tap into our expertise here at East Durham College to guide you through everything that is apprenticeship led. So Hayley, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been here at the college? I've been at the college for 16 years in May, so that's quite a while really. So I've seen programmes come, go, staff members come, go, so I'm kind of a antique in the building, if you will. And would you say then, you've just hit on, you've seen people come and go and programmes come and go, what would you say that the apprenticeship portfolio is like at East Durham College right now? Well, the portfolio right now is extremely varied because we do have three sites here at the college so we have the technical academy we have the east durham college peterlee campus and we also have our hoffel campus which is primarily where my specialism lies with the land-based programs that are delivered from there we do everything from an engineers right the way through to sheep farmers and everything in between, from health and social care, business, customer service, accounts. Um, again, right the way through to sheep farmers, pig farmers, horse care. So variety really is something that, that we excel in, really. And we update our portfolio a lot. For So, for example, this year we've introduced lots of new programmes into our apprenticeship portfolio, such as the land-based service engineer, the... Level 2 General Welder that's based out of our Technical Academy. So we try as a business to, to keep up with what the labour market is after and that's what we pride ourselves on. Is that due to the fact that we have a lot of communication, do you think, with a lot of businesses at the moment to keep our finger on the pulse of what is going on out there? And and because I think keeping up with that is, is quite hard because it's changing all the time. It is hard, but the... I think the best element is when you say communication, I think it's letting people know who we are, where we are, what we're doing. Um, myself and my colleague, Emma, who you spoke to in another episode of the podcast, we deal with quite different specialisms, but we work very well together. So although Emma's specialism is engineering and she looks after all of our engineering programs and mine's land-based we actually come together in between and and work out between us how we do that how we market how we manage those learners and those employers so it's just I think it's just a case really of working together and with and with our marketing department and you and yourself obviously Sarah just to try and get the word out there of how how great we actually are as a college Mm -hmm. as a whole 
So just thinking of that then, you know, if a business hasn't reached out to us here yet, what does that process look like from from you making first contact with them? What exactly happens? The best thing to do if you are interested is to follow the links for advice or call for a chat. A chat is probably 99% better than any link or information on a website because obviously there's a person there at the end of the phone who can literally you can have a conversation with and ask those questions and when you hire an apprentice there's not a lot of paperwork to do but there is a lot of information that you require before you actually embark on that process Mm -hmm. so pick up the phone ring us for a chat Mm -hmm. um we'll come and see you you can come and see us visit our facilities and just see what we have to offer and what what's involved Mm -hmm. i think that's really important at the moment so if you're an sme for example and the fact that we have a fully managed process which is everything from recruitment to checking over cvs before they even put forward for interview it's such a time-saving thing for any business massive um especially in the land-based sector Mm -hmm. where these people are literally out potentially farming and and working in their Mm -hmm. sector every day how much impact do you think that has on their business you being able to give them that support huge it's not just with the recruitment side it's it's what's behind what stands behind the recruitment before you even get there so with the introduction of the apprenticeship digital service a lot of smaller employers they're not really into the digital age so some people need a little bit of help so even before we get to recruitment stage we will run through that process with you because we can't we can't even go to advertising stage until that's done so if we can help with that that also is massive for a larger employer who has a levy account etc it's easy but for a smaller employer who doesn't really have access to to anything digital i go to some farms in barnard castle and they don't even have a television so if we can help in any way shape or form it is part of our role to do that and we're happy to do that from the recruitment side once once we've advertised a vacancy for you the biggest thing i find in any business not just smes is the sift the sift can be an absolute nightmare because unfortunately there are people that tell fibs there are people that aren't really interested in the position they just apply for applying sake so it takes that away from you so let's just say that you have a vacancy there's 18 applicants we will see those 18 applicants and do a pre-sift they come in we do initial assessments on them we make sure they who they are who they say they are we make sure that they have the qualifications they have so from that 18 we'll do an initial sift then we'll sift again so from the 18 you as a sme might only have five to interview so all of that work that's done through our recruitment processes takes that off you as a business so obviously you can be off out doing other things yeah and i guess that's massively invaluable because smaller businesses are often time poor in particular in farming trades construction trades any kind of land-based sector engineers even it doesn't have to be an sme we deal with some big levy payers where we do the recruitment for them it's very very easy mm-hmm. very simple and we manage it here at the college via via ourselves myself and emma and also our recruitment officer and the other thing just thinking of that then of again in your 16 years of being here you'll have seen lots of people go through this process as an apprentice mm-hmm. are there any memorable ones that spring to mind there's quite a few but the best one for me it was a lady who was a we'll say mature student she was actually 63 when she became an apprentice and how that came about was 
her husband had received palliative care from from a domiciliary care uh, function. So, unfortunately, she lost him after his fight with with um, his illness, and she vowed then that because of the help that they'd given her, she wanted to pay back and go and work for them. So she did. She she went and she she approached the business that supplied the palliative care for her husband and said, "I want to come and work for you." So she started as a volunteer, and then unfortunately, because of the care sector the way it is, you cannot work in the care sector unless you have you have a qualification. Or you're working towards. So she did a full level two apprenticeship in health and social care and did a master in English alongside at 64. So she was very memorable for me. She was lovely. And I'm sure she's still doing it now. She's, she'll, she'll be 68 now, 69. Mm-hmm. But she was one of the most memorable ones for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big myths, isn't it, with apprentices that they've got to be a certain age? Always, always has been. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is still the case? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And people ask me, regularly two three times a week is there an age limit even even big businesses that that employ hundreds of people are still quite reluctant to to say to their in their current staff members would you like to do an apprenticeship would you like to um better yourself would you like to move up oh no no i'm not i'm not an apprentice I've, i've been here for years i'm not doing that but it's just the word, the emphasise on the word. So if that you want to, if they're upskilling, yes, it's it's an apprenticeship program. The only reason why it's an apprenticeship program, we're not saying you're not good at your job. What we're saying is, we are going to give you additional skills, tickets, things like that that you will need within your job to progress. It's just got that name. So you you have to be sixteen. Is the youngest age you have to be sixteen on the thirty first of August and the following academic year, and then any age whatsoever, mm-hmm. any age whatsoever in, in in situ employees and external new recruits, anybody can be an apprentice. I'm just thinking of that because I know we've done some work with schools and with some of our own learners here at Eastham College to look at different career pathways. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is still a lack of education around what an apprenticeship even is? Absolutely. I mean, you'll know from this morning, we, we had some meetings with some of our full-time curriculum um, students and we asked the question, do you know what an apprenticeship is? And I would say 80%, would you say, of that class that mm. didn't mm. didn't know? And when we asked if their parents knew, that was it was nigh on 95 96%. So when it comes to information given... It's. I think it's really, really important that we kind of try and push that, especially in schools with the, with the loss of careers advisors, etc. At schools, it's become very, very one way, A level university, and I think we should get the message out there that an apprenticeship is here, the exact same level, it's the same qualification. You're just in a job, mm-hmm. and we do that. And do you think really then, kind of like that messaging is crucial, just in relation to ticking the boxes for both employers and apprentices alike to understand the impact that they have on each other. Because if you're running a business and you're trying to future-proof yourself, Mm -hmm. you actually need a workforce to do that and you need workforce that's going to carry you through Mm -hmm. your growth plans, etc. Do you think the apprenticeship-style training is going to be crucial going forward over the next five to ten years? Absolutely, absolutely. Even It's just for the industry experience and awareness of... of, um, of the industry that you're choosing to go and work in. We've just started working with a very, very big 
company in the northeast. They have um, depots all over the UK, but they're working with us now because their age, their workforce has aged. They have an aging workforce. I work with a huge council, who seventy five percent of their workforce in the next ten years will be retired. So we're looking at backfilling those learners, we're getting the skills, we're getting the knowledge, we're getting all of that in, in order to future-proof that business, or those businesses, sorry, the council and this large employer. Mm. We're working together to plug those gaps, get people trained up. So in essence, they're being trained by the very people that they're replacing. I mean, these people have been there 20, 30 years. So what better training can you get? than somebody who has all that all of that experience. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Hayley, for joining us today. If you want to start investigating your apprenticeship journey, whether you are an apprentice or you are a business that would like to work with us here at East Durham College, please do drop us an email at apprenticeships at eastdurham.ac.uk. And of course, to get our next episode straight to your feed, please give us a follow. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business for business.